0: Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at Brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items.
1: craft beer friends is season seven episode five of tap the craft podcast i am denny loose coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft the dog whisperer and my favorite florida man and home brewer from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie how are you do tonight chris and what is in your glass
0: uh, Denny, I'm gonna mix things up a little bit. You're going first on that one. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> and what's in your glass?
1: Well, you just totally uh, <laughs> totally spun things around. So I guess we will change it up. You know what? Uh, season seven has been all about changes. And uh, why not change this up for tonight? So I am, tr- I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's, it's almost fall. I mean, I think tomorrow marks the, the start of fall, the, the 22nd of september so because it is fall season um I, i'm looking forward to a little bit cooler weather I'm looking forward to getting all this damn smoke out of the air that's really yeah. killing us I, I mean you know oregon and california are on fire well, and even nevada and, and a little bit in washington are on fire and all that smoke is just really making life miserable for us too so i a lot of people were affected and i i, I feel bad for them i've been in contact you know with with my family in, in Oregon. And, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just pretty miserable there. So, but luckily things are clearing up. They had some clear skies yesterday, finally after, you know, a week and a half, two weeks of, of these fires, but, but getting back into the fall, um, I'm drinking an Oktoberfest. This Oktoberfest is actually from Sockeye Brewing. It's called their Socktoberfest. It's a seasonal lager. And, um, I, I picked up a six pack of this because it, you know, I just felt like it's Oktoberfest season. And I just wanted to, to revisit this beer. I've had this beer a few times. In fact, the last time I checked it in untapped was like 2013, and I didn't give it a very good rating. I think I only gave yeah. it like two and a half or two, two and a half cap rating because you know, there's better. There's, you know, I, I said it at my. What I said in that post was that I've had better. October fest recently yeah. during that time. And, and when you have good ones and you drink one, that's like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, I tended to, to, you know, market as so. So I'm revisiting this one. I did have one yesterday just to kind of see how, it, how it's tasting. And it's not too bad. It's definitely different. It's got more of a caramel flavor to it, you know? So that's what throws me off with this. It's not, it's not as light as you expect from a nice fest beer. You know, it's got a lot of, of malt character to it, which is fine, but I think it can kind of take away from, you know, just that, that light, uh, you know, a little bit of cracker character that you'll get in a good Oktoberfest. And this one's more, you know, sweet, malty, thick, uh, caramel malt thickness, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm drinking tonight. Um, I just opened it up. You probably might've heard it on the, on the mic. So I'm going to take my first sip and see if it's uh It's meeting my satisfaction. But while I do that, Chris, now we go back to you. What's in your glass?
0: Mm. I was taking a sip of it right then and there. Mm. Um, So in my glass tonight, I'm actually doing a little shout out to Akron, Ohio today. I'm drinking some Hoppin' Frog beer um, from down in Akron, Ohio. I'm sorry, in my world, it'd be up in Akron, Ohio. Um, But I'm drinking their Taurus the tyrant which is a triple oatmeal russian imperial stout okay and you know what like you said it's it's getting to be fall mm-hmm. it's stout season
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: i mean gotta get prepped for stout season wow. clocking in at 13.8 percent today <laughs> wow i'm a man i'm I'm gonna drink this thing like a man uh, uh, all you drink <laughs> is big beers lately it's crazy only with only with you denny okay
1: Okay. Only now, now, how did you get this Taurus? Are these? Do they sell this here locally in Tampa? They do not. This actually
0: came in a box from Tavor. What? Uh, about I... a year ago. A year. Oh, ago. a year ago. Okay. okay. But I have something to admit. <laughs> you got a problem, don't you? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I may have started putting another box together. Oh no. Okay. Well, I, I don't have any good places to go as far as a bottle shop around me right now. I say that right now. Okay. The last place I went, which I got a few good things there was, you know, total wine and more and half the beers on their shelf. Old. Yeah. We're old, right? They still had had dust on them. Um, you know, I was looking at a couple beers. I was like, Oh man, it'd be really great. I I knew this was coming out and it made it here and looked underneath of it. 2019. Uh, no, um, (laughs) not really interested in an IPA made in 2019. Um, so I figured, look, this is the, this is my next best thing. Um, I guess the last time I placed an order was, I don't know, sometime back in like December, November. um, so I guess I'm going to kind of rotate. So for uh, I'll get the stuff out your way. Like, you know, I got some Stormbreaker in my box right now. Oh yeah. Uh I got two two cans of that. Um I got a couple other things that I was really excited about, but uh maybe I maybe I'll just do maybe I'm not going to I'm going to drink unlocal for for a little while and then okay. I'm going to drink local and then drink unlocal
1: again. Okay. Um, okay. Just don't go crazy like you did last time because you know you right, filled look. your your uh kegerator up with tavor beer, and you couldn't brew any beer until you drank it all, so you don't want that problem to occur again.
0: I don't want that problem, no, you're absolutely right um and I've turned the notifications off. I don't get a notification when a new beer drop a new beer <laughs> um, <laughs> when a new beer drops um and right now uh my box is gonna ship on October twelfth. Oh, maybe I have a few in there that I didn't realize. But I got, you know, 2016 Hel Dorado from Firestone Walker.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Um, Got some other stuff in there. Let's see, a couple from, from Urban South Brewery in New Orleans, which when Tina and Megan went to New Orleans a couple of years ago, they brought me back some of that. I got some Gigantic in there. Mm. Um, another Another beer or another brewery that I've been hearing a lot about that i started getting through these guys was from drecker which is in uh, north dakota
1: i think um, i yeah i've heard of drecker and i might have even had a beer from them
0: you might have um but they they also do put out uh, some really good ipas at least the ones i've had from them have been pretty fantastic and their can art superb mm. it's uh it's really nice uh they do some pretty cool stuff on their can art too so I'll switch nice. it up a little bit. It's nice. look, it's gonna be like your beard.
1: Shave it off every four years. <laughs> yeah. Let it grow back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm okay with that. As long as you keep it under control, because you were definitely had a problem for a while, but at least I did. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you stepped away and now you're you have a clear mind and you have a good plan.
0: And and I don't have to worry about where it gets delivered. Yeah. It gets delivered to our facility now. Yeah. Now so. <laughs> you yeah. just gotta
1: hold back from drinking it while I mean it arrives. I <laughs> No comment. No comment. Okay. Mm. All right, then. Well, hey, let's get the show started. But like always, I don't want to start the show before we tell any of our new listeners out there what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 161, recording on Monday. September twenty first, two thousand twenty, and in this episode we will be discussing our fourth hop session. This time covering some of the other popular American hops like the Willamette, the Citra, the Simcoe, Amarillo, and Mosaic. These are all hops that uh, you know that that you know that you might be finding in your beers, in a lot of your beers. So why not talk about them? as well as some great conversation along the way. And uh, we're going to start this conversation off with, um, you know what? No voicemail. I want to start it off with voicemail because we had voicemails last episode, but nobody decided to call in and leave any voicemails. So uh, we're not going to talk about voicemails. But if you want to get your voice on the air and leave us a voicemail, you can do that by calling 208 536 3359 or if it's easier for you to remember 20853 oddly and leave your feedback leave your questions or just say hi and get your voice on the show and again if you didn't have a pen to write that down don't worry that number will be in the show notes show description that you'll find uh, on the show you're listening to right now all right now it's time to go ahead and toast our host this Episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamassa and Mark Church. If you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or even buying us a virtual beer. And you can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com/tapthecraft. And we are grateful for the enthusiasm in the first few weeks of our patreon campaign and we we definitely have some awesome listeners they've already mm-hmm. pledged enough to cover our monthly operating costs and as a special thank you from us to to them and, and i'm going to say anyone who signs up for a patreon and, and in the first uh, month which is you know first month of september so you still have a few days when this releases to go ahead and sign up i will be sending out these new special chroma version of the Tapticraft logo stickers yeah. as a small thank you. So um, if, you know, if there's still time to go ahead and give us a toast and, and let us know that you enjoy the show. And I want to remind you, we mentioned in the last episode that uh, that, we're, that we were building a new website and we were going to have a new show feed. Hopefully you're listening to this episode because if you're not, that means you probably didn't get the new show feed. And I've I've put the new feed out to all the different podcast uh, stuff out there, but um, you can't. I can't get them all. And I'm hoping that we haven't had any stranded listeners that didn't get the, the new feed. But you can find the new feed at the Tap to Craft website. It's up and running at taptocraft.com, And it has links to, uh, to all the episodes that we've released. And it's broken down by season. So if you haven't uh, listened to all of the shows yet, then we have a very easy way for you guys to go in and, and pick the seasons and get to 26 episodes in that season, just to see which ones interest you might want to listen to, or you can just listen to them from the web browser, or you can again, download them to your computer. However you want to do it, you can get access to all these, all of our backlog uh, pretty easily through the website. So go check out our website. Also episode
0: one was the best by the way.
1: Was the best, huh? Okay. Yeah. 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 And then three, is the <laughs> absolute best episode three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We And uh, you know what? Changes are happening. I also added a YouTube channel. Now, there's not a lot of content on there, but I added some videos that we have posted on Facebook, and I know that not everyone uses Facebook, so I thought, well, you know what? Why not go ahead and put these up on a YouTube channel that allows Chris and I to go ahead and make some small little video things that we can you know entertain our listeners with with some visuals uh you know again short little videos maybe some quick reviews uh and such like stuff like that uh, so we have a YouTube channel now you'll have to go to the web page to, to get to find it or just search for Craft Podcast and YouTube and hopefully uh, you'll find uh, our channel but I think you have to have fifty subscribers before you can actually get a custom URL and of course that custom URL would be uh, YouTube.com slash Tathacraft. So, hey, help us get that URL by uh, subscribing and liking a few of our videos. And and uh, we'll keep putting up some new stuff up there every once in a while. All right. Some feedback from our last episode. Um, nobody, you know, we had some comments that they are joining the show. I, I love that. But we also had a listener, William Schlemmer from Wisconsin. He sent us an email with a link to an article from the Milwaukee journal Sentinel. And uh, this article is called Eagle Park Brewing offers soft serve ice cream cones made with beer and a splash of vodka. Hmm. I mean, how can you not like that? Right now? I have enjoyed beer flavored ice cream. Um, There's a, or beer infused ice cream or whatever you want to call it. You know, ice cream that's made with beer. Uh, there's a place here in Boise called the still, the sweetest things in life is the the whole name, but it's called the still in short. And they do a great, they add beer. They have, they usually have like three different ice creams that they hand make and infuse beer into them that they offer uh, on their list of ice creams. And not only do they do that, but they also will do like a beer pairing where they will give you an ice cream that will pair with a beer that they have on draft. And you can get little, you know, little uh, tasters of four beers with four ice cream little scoops. And you can eat the ice cream and drink the beer. And it's wonderful. I absolutely love the beer tastings. And this is just one more way of getting some alcohol (laughs) and beer uh, and and cooling off and having a, a fun, enjoyable treat by having a, a ice cream cone. So I'll just go ahead and uh, read a little bit of this article. Again, it was on the uh, uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And it says, Leave it to Eagle Park Brewing and Distillery to take the beer slushy concept one step further. The Muskego Brewery is serving beer ice cream on cones. The brewery purchased from the creator and machine manufacturer in Illinois, milk- Microphone, uh, one of the machines that will whip up beer into something unique and delicious. The soft serve machine, it looks like an espresso maker behind the bar, made its debut Friday uh, the, and has currently has two flavors. A blueberry tangerine fruited sour beer combined with lactose sugar and just a splash of its in-house vodka. And a similar version made with raspberries and passion fruit. And as a quote here says, I could not believe how creamy in, it was in texture, said Jake Schinker, an owner of Eagle Park, along with Max and Jackson Borg, 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 Borgart, Borgart. That sounds good. Uh, the, yeah. ice, the ice cream starts off like a fruit slushy because the machine keeps it so cold. As it melts, it takes on a creamier mouthfeel and it finishes with a beer taste. Now that's awesome, right? You don't, you, you know, if you're going to really appreciate beer infused ice cream or ice cream like this in this case is actually made from the beer itself, not just added in. Uh, you want to make sure there's a little bit of beer taste in there, not just uh, all, uh, you know, sweet uh, fruit stuff. It says the cones are filled as they are at Dairy Queen, but obviously have a little bit more kick by maintaining the alcohol by volume of the beer that they're made with. Uh, Shinker said that they tested the machine with the brewery's Double No More Imperial Stout with coconut, chocolate, and almond, and it held the 12% ABV. Oh, wow. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Twelve The 12% ice cream cone. That is serious. Uh, Eagle Park is working on a couple of creative ideas for the soft serve machine, including pop-up nights to serve cones with toppings. Think of Double No More with chocolate syrup. In time and with some legal blessing, Eagle Park hopes to sell the boozed-up dessert to go. (laughs) Yeah, imagine grabbing a cone and then walking down the street and then getting lit and then getting hit by a car because you (laughs) were— I can. Yeah, I can,
0: actually. I'd be willing to give it a try.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, that's pretty much the article. I just thought that uh, it's very interesting, and I I like seeing, you know, different things being done. And slushy beers, for sure— uh, sound really good for this type of, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a fro yo type, uh, you know, beer slushy mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and then that, that Imperial Stout, you know, 12%, uh, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's a big cone that's, right there. That's
0: basically taking the beer that I'm drinking and making it an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. And I, I mean, I'm really curious on, on uh, what all they have to do to keep it just from turning into, cause I've, I've worked with beer and, you know, trying to make slushies out of it. Like, you know, I have a, I have an ice cream maker and I've put beer in it and um, guess what? Uh, it just turns to ice, right? All oh. the liquid, all the water <laughs> that's in that beer just freezes up and it turns into like shaved ice, Uh, you know, Type thing, right? So, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they're putting in a lot more uh, lactose or some kind of a milk product to kit it to creaminess than than they're suggesting, right? It's going to have probably a a good ratio of 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 cream based thing that could be like the ice cream with the beer itself, not just the beer by itself. And if they are doing it differently, I need to see how it's worked because in my own personal experiences, I had a trouble making my own beer ice cream. What do you think? Is this something you might try?
0: I'd, uh, I'd be interested in trying it. We had a local place here. Uh, what's the place called? Uh, revolution ice cream. Okay. And, and they would come up with all kinds of, you know, really unique flavors like blueberry muffin. And, um, they made like a banana pudding, ice cream and stuff like that. Um, but they actually had somebody donate a bo- a couple of bottles of Hunapu and they made ice cream out of it.
1: Oh, wow. um,
0: I didn't get the chance to taste it cause it was gone yeah, like the very yeah. same day. <laughs> and I said, I was like, well, man, it sounds really good. I was like, um, how about I donate a bottle and you make me some ice cream? There you go. And they said, well, it doesn't really work that way. And, <laughs> you know and i'm like look can you excuses, do it or not? excuses yeah. right And i was like look no, no 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 not a look if you want to charge me for it make me some ice cream we'll use this bottle of honeypoo. you guys keep half i'll keep the other half we'll call it even mm-hmm. no we can't but you know like the well fine just it, it was a great idea thanks for you know the tease, and yeah. now you've just let me down
1: yeah yeah well when you come visit us in boise we will take you to the still and we'll go get some beer some beer ice cream okay. and we'll do the, uh, the whole beer ice cream tasting, uh, taster platter too. It's really fun. You and, insist. Yeah. Yeah. It'll okay. be a fun, it's a fun little thing to do. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, William. We appreciate you, uh, thinking of us when you found that article and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to go ahead and talk about it on the show. So there you go. Where
0: did, um, where did he share that, Tenny? Do you remember?
1: Yeah. He, he sent it to me in an email tap the craft uh, okay. email account
0: because i checked into a microphone beer the other day on untapped and he goes hey that's the same folks that partnered up with eagle park and i'm like okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i didn't know anything about it uh, until right now now it yeah, all makes
1: sense see you should you should look at the show notes way before the right before we record you would have been uh, aware
0: yeah you're right
1: but i you know i have sent you the uh you know the login stuff for the for the Tap to Craft account. Yes, you have. So, I kind of forgot that you did that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you can you ridiculous. can add it in and now you can you can see the emails we get too instead of me mm-hmm. just forward them to you. So now mm-hmm. we're all you know part of the big team.
0: Yep. Yep. Getting awfully corporate.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well hey if any other listeners out there want to contact us show and provide either articles or comments or questions you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com just like William did. Or through Twitter and Instagram, just follow us and, and tweet us and, and, and comment on at TapTheCraft. And we do have that Facebook page, facebook.com slash TapTheCraft. And of course, our new website, TapTheCraft podcast website at TapTheCraft.com. How easy can it be than just putting in our name with a .com? Nothing else is needed. Just TapTheCraft.com and you'll get right to where you need to be yeah
0: all of our social media is on there it's, yeah. it's good
1: and and keep in mind this is only the beginning i mean it took me several weeks to build up the site as it is now it's not uh it, you know it's not finished it's just a, the base thing where i felt that this is a good start to go ahead and release it plus i i finally uploaded all 16 gigabytes of our of our uh, episodes to the new server and and got them all uh, squared away on the feed and now I can focus on going and tweaking it and adding content and things that I want to do in time and and bring more content just give you guys opportunities, you know, to see more visually what we talk about and and share. So keep coming back and 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 see what what's new. All right, Chris. Well, now let's continue the conversation and this time we're going to go ahead and do our Untap the Craft segment and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untap. Now you're ready, right, Chris? Of course I'm ready. All right. Let's hear it. It's like just like you texting me today going, Hey, I forgot <laughs> to ask
0: you. Look, it's on my schedule. It's gonna happen. All right. So, first off, guys, we're gonna go and read through a handful of the check-ins on Untapped. If you want to be featured on this section of Tap the Craft, make sure you follow me on Untapped at MCK one, three, four, five, so that we can read your check-ins, and you just have to check in, I don't know, somewhere around 24 hours of our current time right now, which, I don't know, what's it? Nine, nine o'clock-ish. What time is it? I don't even know what time it 9:15. is anymore. Yeah, nine, well, 9.15 my time, 7.15 your time, <laughs> so 9.15 uh, somewhere on Sunday. Just check in, like, after 8 p.m. on Sunday. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So the first check-in I'm going to read is going to be from Craft Beer Joe. Now I'm giving him a little extra leeway because it does say from a day ago. Okay. But I just want to read this one because, you know, it's Craft Beer Joe. Yeah. Right? He's drinking a Black-O-Lantern pumpkin stout by Was- Wasatch Brewery. Checking in at that untapped at home like everybody else does. Mm. <laughs> um, and his comments were, I always say we need more pumpkin stouts. For four <laughs> yes, four yes. and a quarter cap rating on that beer. I,
1: I agree with him. You know, I like pumpkin. I like dark pumpkin beers better than any other pumpkin beers out there.
0: I, you know what? I almost had a dark pumpkin beer before we started, but it, the bottle was too small.
1: <laughs> you only go with the big bottles.
0: Yeah. I, uh, when we record, you know, I want to sip on a beer and I don't want to have to go get another one. So yeah. I, I, I just you know, bring Megan more Graf- with you.
1: That's what I do. I just load me up with a few cans and I just keep opening them and pouring them in there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Your way works for you. My way works for <laughs> me. Uh, next on the list. Well, I don't have any don't have any notes or cha- or uh, rating Buck Buchanan. Uh oh. Uh but he's drinking an Excalibur by Stone Cloud Brewing Company at at Bar Pampered Chef? Barbie's <laughs> Pampered Chef. <laughs> okay. Somebody's it's Pampered spelled, Chef shop? Yeah, it's spelled B-A-R-B-R-E. Bar, Barb Let's go with that. Barbary's yeah. pampered Chef. Okay. Uh, checked that in about eight hours ago. Next on the list, we got some folks up in New England. Denny, touring the area. Uh, Jim Kudzall Ooh. is drinking an Oktoberfest by Wormtown Brewery in Dudley, Massachusetts. And he writes, extremely smooth and flavorful. One of the better Martins I've had. And he even has the umlauts over the A. I'm so proud of you, Jim. Wow. Uh, wow. From a local, from a local brewery here in Massachusetts. Happy birthday, Marty! This one's for you, Marty.
1: Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Marty! Marty. Yes.
0: Um, four and a half cap ratings for this uh, Oktoberfest from Worm Wormtown Brewery. We We should start uh, a
1: Zoom meeting and just get Marty in there so we could wish him happy birthday.
0: <laughs> yep, you go right ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but so
0: next on the list is also Tara checking into the same beer at four four caps even, toasting Martin K with a smooth Martin from his old stomping grounds. Happy birthday. Um, let's see. Next on the list, Tara Carlson is drinking the Cat's Meow by Exhibit A Brewing Company. She's drinking that at the Dudley Post Office. Oh. Sounds like a hell of a good post office. Man, that's my kind of post um, office. Seriously, I had a good check-in today, too, um, but it was at a doctor's office or something. This one says, for the cat's meow, hitting just right, four and a half caps for this beer, and on the can, uh, Jim is showing us in the picture, it says catnip for people. Uh, Let's see, Jim checked into that same beer, but he gave it five caps, so uh, he's either either really enjoying this beer, or he's just trying to one-up Tara. (laughs) So, (laughs) So on to the next one, Uh, we've got Stephen Lilly drinking a sour me strawberry rhubarb pie. That's a lot to say by Duclaw Brewing Company. No notes or check-in rating for that one. Um, Next on the list, we have Stephen Brown right here in the Tampa, Florida area. He is drinking a sensory overload by by the English. uh, I can English. uh, Biology Brewing Company. By <laughs> Company. Uh, All right. See what it did there? I saw what uh, you did four, there. Four and a quarter caps on that beer. Um, next on the list. Now, Jim, I like this one just because of the can art. He is drinking a bonus stage by Otter Creek Brewing, uh, still in Dudley, Massachusetts, for this one on the front of it. It's got like uh, almost like space invaders and Galaga type characters on the front of it. Um, And on the it's, it's spelled out in very, very eight bit video game letters, bonus stage IPA. And then there's a hop over top of it. Um, That's a really cool can. I like that a lot. Uh, He wrote well-balanced combination of tropical fruit and bitterness in this new England IPA from Vermont holds up well to old Bay flavored chips. Everything goes good. Everything goes good with Old Bay, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Four and a quarter caps. That's a Maryland.
1: That. I mean, everyone from Maryland. That's all we talk about is this Old Bay spice. Now, if you do it right, though,
0: it's not Old Bay. Oh, Old Bay is not the one you want, Jim. I don't know how you guys feel about this one. Jo, Jo Spice is the one that you want. It's you like heard it. Old Bay. It's like Old Bay but so much better. Okay. hmm Yeah. All right. Next on the list, uh, Jeff Seiler is drinking a radical empathy Belgian ale with cherries. Well, that sounds good already. Uh, by 12 Bones Brewing at Mile High Campground. Jeff, I, I, I hate to say it to you, buddy, but it looks like the same picture. I don't think you're somewhere <laughs> different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh but I like to pick on them. Really (laughs) nice Belgian ale. Cherry flavor is spot on. 12 bones is also the best barbecue joint in Asheville. This would pair nicely with their ribs or pulled pork. Well, add that to the list. Uh, something that I have to try now. Thank you very much, Jeff, uh, four cap rating on that beer. um, Let's see. Mike Allen is drinking an Oktoberfest by Founders Brewing Company. Checking in at the Untapped at Home for cap rating on that beer. Uh, next on the list. Oh, okay. Buck, you gave us some information this time. Buck Buchanan is drinking a lemoncello by Martin House Brewing Company at Lake Thunderbird State Park. State Park. Jesus, can't English at all <laughs> uh heavy lemon no doubt would be great in some iced tea better put that on at the brewery then or you guys brew yourself a lemoncello kind of beer
1: hmm.
0: make yourself some nice arnold palmers nice um three and three quarter caps for that beer he also checked into the mckinley i'm sorry mckinney Oktoberfest by tups brewery nice and malty four cap rating that was about three hours ago Chad Lamasa continuing his check in streak, and I'm proud to read this beer too. Oh, and you're drinking it in the appropriate glassware, Chad. Way to go! It is the Nosferatu by Great Lakes Brewing Company, and that is an imperial red ale that I really like. Yeah, I think um, I do. I
1: think I enjoyed that one too.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a really good beer that I have had many many times uh, from Great Lakes Brewing Company, and. I'll dig into that a little bit more as far as if you've checked into it too. But he writes, uh, I've been waiting to try this one for years. It finally came to Maryland this year. It was well worth the wait. Very malty with a nice hot bite that lingers. I love a good red ale. And this is a great red ale. Five cap rating on that one um, from Chad. And let's see. Yeah, checking I've had it. I
1: gave it a 450. Oh, did you? Yeah. I had it uh Oh there it is. Oh I sent it to 2015. you. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, yes, you yeah. sent me this beer and I really enjoyed it. There you go. So <laughs> I told I you actually, I had it. <laughs> I
0: actually remember why I had this beer. So the boarding school where I used to work, they had their yearly at the end, their uh um reunion. Every five years they'd have a re or every year they'd have a reunion for every five year class. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so, well, they bought a whole bunch of Great Lakes beer for these parties, and they didn't use all of it. So when I said, hey, look, after about 90 days, it's going to oxidize, and it's not going to be very good. You guys either need to cook with it or get rid of it. So I brought a case home. There you go. Mm. See, beer knowledge buys you free beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next on the list, ooh, William Schlemmer's drinking one of your favorite, well, one of your beers that you really want to try, Denny, the Orange Creamsicle IPA by Southern Tier Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah. Still haven't tried. got to try that one yet, huh? No,
1: no, I want that one.
0: All right. Well, I'm, been, I'm on the lookout for it now, too, just because I've got some Southern Tier stuff here, but <sighs> I wish that nice bottle shop would open back up. Anyway, he writes, still excellent four and a quarter cap rating on the Orange Creamsicle IPA. Uh, next is going to be Mr. Mike Allen again, drinking the Bitburger triple hopped lager by Bitburger Browery or brewery. Um, checking into the untapped at home. This is a collaboration beer with Sierra Nevada and he gave it four and a quarter caps for that beer. Ooh, this is a good one. I've never heard of this one yet. Who've Well, I've heard of them. Um, but Robert Milanese, or as we know him, chew your beer, uh, is drinking the cowboy conky dong by hoof hearted brewing. And he wrote IPA with pineapple juice. Yes, please. (laughs) But gave it three and a half cap rating for the the beer. Now, again, that's a, that's a one whole cap rating above average. True. Okay. So so that's, uh, that's still a good rating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I um I was listening to uh, the uh, Brunomics uh, podcast mm-hmm. and they were drinking this beer on the show and they yeah. really and everyone really liked it on the show. I think they all gave like a four cap rating, okay. Uh, if I remember correctly, so I saw this beer at the co-op when I was getting beers and I didn't pick it up because I saw that it was like pineapple. IPA and I'm like, I don't really want a beer. I just didn't feel like getting another IPA and with a bunch of pineapple in there. So I passed on it. Now I'm hearing, well, I heard the Brunomics guys, they all liked it. And then, you know, Jeff enjoyed it, even though it was only a three and a half, he still enjoyed it. So now I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking one up and trying it myself.
0: You know what I absolutely love is the fact that you guys are getting hoof hearted brewing all the way out in Idaho.
1: Yeah. It's the, um, the co op is getting like there's a, a distributor. somehow the distributor is getting limited stuff from connecticut right i I've mentioned many times that like that connecticut um cool ship lager mm-hmm. and, the, and the and the ones that they do i mean that's one of the beers that comes into the area because they're getting it from the special Connecticut connection and so mm-hmm. hoofheart is one of the is one of the breweries they bring in that fat cat orange cat or whatever. That's- the fat orange cat, or it's whatever. Hearted Ohio. Is it Ohio? It certainly is. Ah, oh, I was thinking. Uh, okay, the Brunomics guy said it was Connecticut, so maybe they were. Uh, that's weird. Unless, maybe there's. They moved I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, I thought honestly, I thought hoof hearted was also from Ohio because I remember John talking about hoof hearted when you know Rango, when Ohio. So it is Ohio. It's not from mm-hmm. uh, from Connecticut. Well. Then, uh, yeah, Brunomics guys, what what did you guys read? How, you guys checking the wrong beer?
0: We're calling you out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. disregard I disregard did. the Connecticut thing. But we do get some beers from Connecticut. And so it's nice to try some of those beers. Now, I've, I'm getting off a tangent here. Uh, Sarah's gone and picked up some beers for me. And she's picked up some beers from Maine, from Lone Pine. And honestly, every beer she's picked up from this Lone Pine Brewery has been not good. So, um, I'm just saying that. So sometimes we do get beers from the East Coast, and and uh, you know, I don't know if they're not vetting them out very well, and they're just sending over <laughs> some not so great beers, or or what the deal is. But but yeah, okay. Continue on. Continuing on. Uh, oh excuse Uh-oh. me. Oh
0: yeah. Um. Uh, next on the list oh you say uh-oh as you crack another beer <laughs>
1: i had to cover that burp Hmm.
0: yeah yeah how's your cholesterol
1: it's good i, I yes. haven't tested it yet but i'm i'm assuming it's good
0: i mean you have to assume the, the best right yes
1: yes i mean i've i'm down to uh 184 pounds for my height that's pretty good
0: yeah that is pretty good 184 that's cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you at chris uh last I checked about 235. Oh my
1: gosh. Wow, dude, you might want to start exercising a little more. Do <laughs> every day. These beers get heavy. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? One of the shows that I'm going to do in the near future is going to be on managing your health and beer. I'm really? gonna, yeah, I'm going to talk about my experience in being able to li- live a healthy lifestyle. And still enjoy beer and, you know, and talk about the ins and outs and things that I've done that it's, you know, that that I can still enjoy my beer. But I just got to put, you know, I put rules in place just to not overdo it and still be able to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, I also want to try to expand that off into a a segment that might deal with beer and mental uh, health and Mm -hmm. uh, talk about some of the pros and cons that beer can provide. Uh, i mean you know if you're having some struggles with uh with depression or some anxiety or whatever then get some maybe get some some uh, uh some people on that that have dealt with that and and how it's you know how their beer drinking has been affected and what they do to try to manage still enjoying craft beer while having to try to uh you know take care of of business so mm-hmm. i i thought that just might be a nice little uh you know Segment to do uh, on a on a future show.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I can give you step one. Yeah. Don't drink an entire twenty four ounce bomber of a thirteen <laughs> percent beer all by yourself.
1: Yes, yes. That, step number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to call you out, but since you, you know, acknowledging your faults is is part of the battle of, mm-hmm. uh, of fixing it. You know, so at least you you've admitted to yourself that you might have a problem.
0: I have a problem that there's not enough good beer in my refrigerator. Okay. 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 Uh, Next on the list is going to be Chad LaMassa. Not only is this a good rated beer, but this is a great beer name. He's drinking a fresh pints of Bel Air (laughs) by Alecraft Brewery. Um, Now, I would hope that Alecraft is in Bel Air, Maryland. Yes, it is. All right. So Alecraft Brewery putting out a beer called the fresh pints of bel-air that's awesome mm-hmm. chad writes great pun name this is apparently a single hop beer featuring Styrian wolf
1: okay is that a new hop yeah for me yeah there's a lot of Styrian uh hops so we can we can do a whole Styrian. uh hop section if you want
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we certainly can he writes i get some strawberry and citrus maybe a bit of mango but thankfully i don't taste any of the anise or the black licorice <laughs> i said anise calm down or black licorice that are possible flavors from this type of hop it's anise <laughs> Give it four and a half caps uh for the fresh pints of bel-air and Leon Nult, Oh, Leon. I ran into him at Corporate Ladder the other day. That was nice. Um, Leon's drinking a sensory sensory overload, just like my buddy Stephen by Ology Brewing Company. And he's drinking that at the <laughs> Nalt Beer Vault. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. No notes. And last but not least, I don't know how he does this. But he gets these in kind of like last minute, and I hit refresh. David Makazuki is drinking a 310 California Blonde Ale by Santa Monica Brew Works, a light-flavored beer with a slight sweetness, three and three-quarters caps. He picked that up at uh, Trader Joe's. There
1: you go. Yeah. That's what everybody's drinking, Denny. There we go. All right. Excellent. I'm glad everyone is uh, having some some good beers. And who knew that we would be mentioning Ology? It's, it's called ology, right? Ology, correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, we mentioned them twice, so it
0: was, well, was it two so different, I,
1: same person or two different people?
0: Two different people, but I can, I'd almost put money on the fact that they're drinking together. Oh, okay,
1: okay, that, yeah. that explains it then. But I was just like a brewery that I, uh, an odd name brewery that I never even heard of before, being mentioned twice at different points of the, uh, of the whole untapped segment. I was surprised. So okay, now it makes sense.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they. They, well, they don't live so close together any longer, but they're they're definitely big into the beer trading and all kinds okay. of other stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: All right, well, hey, now it is time for the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer topics. And this week, we will be discussing hops, our fourth hop session, where we pull a few hops out of the bag and discuss their characteristics. And in this session, we're covering some of the other popular American hops, like the Willamette, the Citra, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Mosaic hops. Now, since it's been uh, a little while since we've talked about hops, I'll I'll let you guys know we are pulling this information from the FreshHops.com page, as well as the hop variety descriptions... Uh, I guess that's the page hop variety descriptions and hoplist.com at their hops variety and hops can be divided into three different categories aroma hops, bittering hops, or dual purpose hops. Aroma hops have a lower alpha acid percentage and an oil profile associated with good aroma. These hops are generally used as a finishing or conditioning hop. Bitter hops have a high alpha acid percentage These hops are generally used in the boiling process to extract bitterness. And, of course, the dual-purpose hops have qualities of both aroma hops and bittering hops and are both aromatic and bittering. Who would have guessed? All right. I decided to go ahead and start with this first one, Chris, because I know a lot of people have trouble pronouncing this name. They call it Willamette. At, I got it. Yeah. So many people do that. Not just you, Chris, I'm not calling you out, but so many other podcasts out there. I listen to about beer. Uh, they all say this name incorrect. It is Willamette. It's
0: based off of the Willamette Valley,
1: the Willamette Valley and the Willamette river. And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, because again, if you're a good Oregonian, like myself, you know how to pronounce the name. I can't pronounce Actually, a lot of other things, but I can pronounce this one. <laughs> you know how I know how to pronounce this.
0: There was a book that I read a while back called Dies the Fire. Oh. And it was based in the Willamette Valley. Okay. And even better, I listened to it instead of reading it. There you go. So, yeah. Okay. I used to drive a lot for work, so I was listening to a lot of different stuff.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. Now, Now you know. All right, so um, this, this hop doesn't have any other names. It's not known as anything else, so there's nothing else associated with this. You're gonna, if you're going to get this, it can be Willamette hops or what it's going to be. You're not going to be confused by other variant names. It's considered a pillar of the U.S. hops industry. Willamette is one of the most prolifically grown varieties in the U.S. First selected in Oregon in 1967, it received the USDA accession in 1971 and was released the same year. Willamette is a a triploid aroma hop, with its heritage being primarily derived from the English variety uh, Fuggle and Fuggle uh, triploid. It shares its same pedigree with its sister selection, Columbia. When brewed, Willamette features complex spiciness characterized by both herbal, floral, and fruity notes. Originally bred to replace the Fuggle, it has excelled in popularity in recent times, particularly among craft brewers and accounts for approximately 20% of all commercially grown hops in the U.S. today. Wow. See I mean, I don't think people realize that this hop with a funny name is so popular. <laughs> so that's why I want to talk about this other popular hop that uh, that you may or may not have heard of. As we already mentioned, it is an aroma hop. Uh, styles of beer that's uh, used in ales, American ales, pale ales, brown ales, English ales, and porter. Uh, you can substitute the Fuggle, the Styrian Golding, the Tettnanger U.S. version, the Glacier, and the Styrian, and the red. Well, I already said Styrian Golding. I got that in there twice. Ah, man! I should proofread my my prose. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all, right. all right. Wait, wait. I got. I got. One. I got yeah, I don't do it very often, but sometimes I make a mistake. It, and the alpha acid, uh, the minimum alpha acid percentage you're going to have is 4%, and the max will be 6%. So, again, a pretty tight uh, percentage of alpha acids in this hop. That's why it is an aroma, uh, very low uh, percentage of alpha acids. All right, mm-hmm. Chris. So I, I, uh, I, I hand over the reins to you to talk about the next famous hop.
0: Well, I also wanted to say, you know, that the Tetnanger hops could be also known as Tetnang Tetnanger mm-hmm. or Tenang Tenang Tetnang Tenanger cuz man, they sure have a lot of funny names for that. Yeah,
1: one. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun.
0: All right, the next hop on our list is going to be the Citra hop, aka Citra trademark, uh or brand HBC394CV.
1: <laughs> That's what you're probably going to see oh, on this, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's aka Citra. Brand HBC 394 CV. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how I always see it on my beer, <laughs> beer cans and bottles too. Um, this is an American Aroma Hop. Uh, the American Aroma Hop Citra was created by John I. Haas Incorporated and Select Botanicals Group joint venture, the hop breeding company. Mm. Uh, if that doesn't sound like some Monsanto BS, I don't know what does. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, it was released to the brewing world in 2008, and not to harp on it, but it is a very, very good hop. Yes, I like
1: it. I love. A lot. Yeah, everyone loves Citra.
0: Um, now, one of the most coveted, high-impact aroma hops in the U.S., particularly among craft brewers, it boasts a complex lineage that includes the likes of Hallertau Mittelfur father tetnanger us brewers gold and east kent golding gene probasco is credited with having the first having first bred citra in 1990 after trialing the new variety with iconic craft breweries deschutes sierra nevada and others commercial acreage was significantly expanded in the lead up to its official release Citra, as the name implies, has a strong citrusy profile. This is largely credited to its very high myrcene content, and it has an extraordinary flavor profile of grapefruit, lime, and tropical fruits. But despite its high alphas, brewers often warn against its use for bittering, which is considered by some to be harsh and undesirable. Mm. Hmm. So the category for this hop is going to fall into the dual purpose category and styles. You're going to see this hop used in. You're going to see it for use in IPAs or India pale ales, American ales and ambers. That's pretty vague. (laughs) (laughs) Substitutes for this citra hop you might find. One could be uh, Simcoe. Another one could be the U.S. version of the Cascade hop, Centennial or Mosaic all different substitutes for the citra hop for the alpha acids though, you're going to find it at a minimum of 10% and a maximum of 15%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting that they don't recommend using it for bittering, even though it does have a Mm -hmm. fairly high alpha. Now it's fairly high, but it's still in the middle range. I think of, of for bittering. So it's probably why you don't, you'd have to probably uh, extend that bittering, that, that boiling, longer to get the real bittering you need out of it and that might give you some off flavors i'm guessing we'll find out from john when he well, proofs the uh, I, episode
0: i can actually cover that for you oh, just from ahead. a chef's perspective yeah. so you cook greens too long yeah. they tend to get those uh those sulfuric tastes and flavors to it or that rotten egg yes. smell like yes. you just overcook broccoli or you overcook uh you know leafy greens and things like that yeah you get that that not only do you get that uh that brownish green hue to it but yeah. you also get oh, yeah. those yeah. those definitely uh off smells when it comes to the cooking world i would imagine that that translates in some form or fashion to to brewing as well mm-hmm. like you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to overcook uh overcook those those hops and just boil the crap out of them because you're going to get some off flavors just based on the the
1: green in it yeah yeah sounds good to me Sounds good to me. All right, so we already kind of mentioned uh, Simcoe hops as an alternate for the Citra, and again, Simcoe hops doesn't have anything else. It's not known by anything else. It's just known as Simcoe, so it's easy if you want to find this hop, just go look for Simcoe. That's what it's called. Release of the world in two thousand by Yakima Chief Ranches, the American variety Simcoe has become wildly popular with craft brewers, with a high alpha percentage and low cohumulone, it makes a very nice foundational bittering hop. It is also noted, though, for its favorable aroma qualities. It has a pleasantly fruity yet earthy herbal and piney aroma. Bright citrus flavors with earthy undertones, aromas of grapefruit, pine, and herbs. It has been referred to as cascade on steroids. Hmm. Which, you know what? Um... It just makes you want to go and drink this, hop, you know, drink beer that's hopping because it has all the, you know, a lot of the key flavors that a lot of people enjoy in a good, you know, IPA. Uh, you know, it, it covers a, a wide range of flavors, citrus and piney. I mean, every mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy a good IPA that can can balance both the citrus and the piney and give you both in, yeah. in that beer. It's, I, I really enjoy that. All right. The category is dual purpose, as I already mentioned, because it can be used for bittering and and it also uh, can be used as as an aroma hop for dry hopping. Uh, Styles used in double IPA, IPA and pale ale. Uh, If you want to substitute, you can substitute summit hops for it. And the alpha acid is a little bit higher than the other ones, 12% to 14%. So you do get a little bit of that higher alpha acid. Still not massive, but a little bit higher.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's
0: definitely cool though that you can take these hops and substitute them if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I I know there's definitely some hops out there that are so sought after. Sometimes only the big beer guys get the the ones that you're looking for. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. All right. All right. All right. Because I have you doing the next two because they're short. Okay. Well, I can handle that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. The next
0: on the list is going to be the Amarillo hops. That's what they're known as. Mm-hmm. Amarillo. The uh Amarillo VGXP01.
1: God, that's a cool name. <laughs> it's uh, like, a, like a Star Wars <laughs> robot. Droid. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: <laughs> a gun I'm gonna buy or something. Uh the hops are used worldwide where it, it's ultra-high mercine contents. Uh creates a delicious orange citrus flavor. A varietal of Virgil Gamachi Gamache Farms. Yeah, incorporated. Uh Amarillo vgxp one is highly acidic, making it a perfect choice for ESBs and pale ales. Mm. The category for this hop, I love a good ESB too. Mm-hmm. A
1: yeah.
0: uh, category for this hop is going to be an aroma hop. And you would see this hop used in styles like the American pale ale, the IPA, American wheat, a bitter, wheat beer, red ale, and ESB or extra special bitter. Some of the substitutes you could use, the Cascade, the U.S. version of Cascade, Centennial, uh, Atanum, Chinook, or Chinook, depending on where you're from, and the Summer Hop. Uh, On this one, the alpha acids are going to range anywhere from 8% to 11%. Now, when it comes to different hops like Amarillo, Denny, Mm -hmm. uh, that's always one of those ones that I hear about and it's never like i never see it as just being this overwhelming hop at least to me anyway um amarillo like i said it's it's going to be um using a lot of different beers whether it's like red ales or esbs mm-hmm. or ipas um they definitely like they have that that they're definitely highly acidic and they have that citrus flavor so to me and I might just be rambling on, but to me, they're always just that kind of hop that you hear about, but never, nobody ever goes, yep, that's an Amarillo hop.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you can, you can normally always tell when somebody's like, yeah, there's, there's definitely Citra hops in this or yeah. Uh, yeah. what was the other one we showed? oh Simcoe, right? <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah. Yeah. This one, um, it really shines when you get it in a uh, single malt, single hop beer. Um, it really, it really shines there. But yeah, you don't hear a lot about Amarillo. I think this is like one of John's favorite hops too. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoy Amarillo. I've like when I've had uh, single hop beers that just focus on the Amarillo hop, they're really good. And you're <clears> right, it's not anything. It's just a little bit different than what you, you. I think you just get more of that orange, you know, citrus flavor than than you than you would in up uh, the other hop varieties. So you get a little bit yeah. orangey character, which is which comes out really nice and, and gives you a just makes you feel good when you when you drink it. Right. All right. And the
0: last is the last one, right? Yep. Yeah. The last one on the list. I didn't want to say it was the last one and not be <laughs> the last one. Is going to be the Mosaic Hops, aka H B C 369. Um so it released in 2012 by the Hop Breeding Company. Mosaic hops feature complex but clean flavor characteristics and are known for their triple use profile encompassing bittering flavor and aroma. So you can use this hop because the category is going to tell you for just about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they have high alpha acids, but low cohumulone, which makes them pleasantly hoppy carrying flavors of mango, pine, citrus and herbs and aromas of tropical and stone fruit. Mm-hmm wow that's complex uh mosaic is the first daughter of simcoe and nugget and has been humorously referred to by some as citra on steroids (laughs) so we had cascade
1: Uh, on steroids and now we have citra on steroids you guys
0: leave steroids out of your beer (laughs) That's, that's probably a smart thing to do um this category or the category that these are going to fall into, like they mentioned above is going to be the dual purpose, uh, dual purpose hop. You're going to see this for use in IPAs or pale ales. And a sit, uh, Citra mm. is going to be a good substitute for this beer for this hop, uh, alpha acids, kind of a small window on alpha acids, either starting at 11.5 or maxing out at 13
1: and a half. Yeah. So, Mosaic is one of those hops I really, really enjoy. I have always loved mosaic, but there is a problem, is that like we mentioned before, if you if the hop is left in the boil too long, I have definitely had some vegetal or, um, I don't want to say garlic, but like oniony kind of character come out of it when it was yeah. like too like left too much in you know in, in the boil that's taking that takes away from the, the flavor of the beer. So again, it's one you got to be careful with, if you're going to use it, in my opinion, I think if you're going to use it in the boil, but for dry hopping and as a, as a, as a low, you know, a low amount in the boil at the ending, of, end of the boil, whatever, it's really good. And it, I just, I mean, I love the flavors it gives. And, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of mosaic hops. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm a big fan of all the hops we've talked about in this segment. And that's the reason that's why I put them here because these are the other popular American hops that everyone, whether you know it or not, you love these beers. If you enjoy good hoppy beers because these hops are in your beer. Hmm. Okay, Chris, I think we did it. That's a pretty good synopsis of the, of the other popular American hops. And I think the, I think we can move on. What do you think? I would tend to agree. All right. Okay. Last segment of the show. We, we've saved our new and noteworthy for the very, very last. And Chris, you only have a, well, you have three beers on there. You want me to you want me to go ahead and do mine first? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. So I have, and I have five beers, I think. I think I have five in here. I'm having trouble seeing the screen right now. But, so uh, cool. but I, the first two I'm going to talk about are from, uh, Bombastic Brewing. Now did I talk about Bomb- Bombastic last show too? I think I had a beer from them last show.
0: I don't know if it was last show, but I do recall hearing about them sometime
1: recently. Okay. Okay. So, um, Bombastic Brewing, it's a, a brewery that I had not heard of until recently. It's an Idaho brewery up in Post Falls, Idaho. And they've been getting beers down in cans. Again, COVID is, has kind of helped this type of behavior where, we're, where where breweries that may not have been able to can and, and, and get their beers uh, in, you know, out in the market easily are now forced to do it because of the fact that they just can't have a lot of you know, can't make a lot of money with people coming into the, the brewery. So Bombastic has been bringing their beers down from Post Falls, Idaho down to Boise. And I've been trying all the ones that have come in. And I'll tell you what, there hasn't been a beer that I have not enjoyed yet from Bombastic. I really am am surprised. So the first one I'm going to talk about is called Wisdom. And it's a New England IPA. And the rumor is this beer was actually contract brewed at Payette's Brewery here in Boise. Uh, Contract brewed and canned on, on site. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's what the rumor is. But uh, but man, I will tell you what this New England IPA was fantastic, and it it uh, had a big citrus uh, character to it. Uh, it was thick, creamy, smooth. You couldn't see through it. It looked like you were drinking an orange Julius. I mean, all sure. the things that you expect a real New England IPA to uh, you know to be, and. I'm trying to find my check-in now on Untapped. I'm I i was not prepared, obviously, but uh, let's see. I said, uh, "Damn! Now this is a hazy IPA. Very well done, and has all the qualities of a great New England style IPA." Uh, th- thank you, Denny, for uh, claiming the the obvious. I the flavor profile is citrus, juicy, <laughs> hazy, creamy, and tropical is what I put on the flavor. But if you go to my Untapped and look at the photo, I mean that is a true hazy. IPA. I mean, it is really, really hazy, and it was fantastic. Four and a half cap rating for me. I really like that one. The next Bombastic Brewing beer is called Shiver, and it's a coffee stout. And uh, what I said about this, another well-done beer from Bombastic. A month ago, I never heard of these guys, and now after three beers, I'm a fan. The coffee edition works perfect with the dark chocolate notes and doesn't hide the imperial stout base. And that's the key. So many times, coffee will be entered into a beer, and it totally overwhelms all the characteristics you expect from that beer. And I love stouts. I love all the, the you know, I love the coffee notes that come naturally in a stout. But I love the chocolate, the dark chocolate. I love the roastiness, you know, that that you can get from there. And I want to taste some of that roastiness. And this beer has that roastiness with the coffee and the coffee compliments this beer so well. It was just perfect. No extra bitterness from it. Uh, really a fantastic beer. And I gave this one a four and a half cap rating also. The next one is uh, a beer from Off Color Brewing. And this is called Beer for Brunch. And it's a Berliner Weiss. And uh, I really enjoy this beer too. I think Off Color is from Chicago. I need to look that up before I make a fool of myself. I think they're Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, Illinois. And uh, what I said about this is very tasty with a fairly strong tartness, loving the orange sweet tart finish. And it was on a Friday. I had this happy Friday, Uh, man, this one um, definitely comes up a little bit for a blender vice. It definitely had a stronger tartness to it. Not quite, not what I would say sour. I mean, but it was on the verge of being sour, but still tart, but very strong tartness. So you had a strong tart flavor up front with, with like an, a citrusy tartness. And then it, it kind of blends into a, a little bit of a sweet orange characteristic with like a sweet tart orange flavor. And, and then it, it, it you know finishes off that way. Man, love the beer. Again. Four and a half cap rating for this beer. I love, I love beer for brunch. Blender and,
0: and la- off color. Off color makes some really good stuff too. Yeah,
1: yeah. And again, I've had a handful of their beers. Yeah, and again, I got that at the co-op. So we are getting some Chicago. So obviously, there's a distributor that's bringing in some of these beers from the Midwest and the East Coast area, which is nice. I'm I'm enjoying that. I hope we get more uh, Ohio brewery beers, and I want to get some of that Revolution beer in here too. I know Tom Byrne. You know, he does some trading and gets it in, uh, and and he shared some with me, and I've been really impressed with Revolution. So I want to get, you know, hopefully they'll be distributing here shortly. And the last beer I'll talk about is another Idaho brewery, and this one is up in Moscow, Idaho, I believe. I got to look it up here real quick. I think they're Moscow. It's called Hunga Dunga Brewing. I mean, what a goofy name, right? Yeah, Moscow, Idaho. So that's up where uh, the University of Idaho is at, in Moscow, Idaho. And this is their cold brew coffee stout. Now, this is the oatmeal version of their cold brew coffee stout. A year ago, I think it was a year ago, I had the first cold brew coffee stout that they released. And I was a bit disappointed because it was all coffee and the body of the beer was pretty weak. It wasn't really a stout. The coffee overwhelmed the the characteristics of the stout. So I I didn't give it a very good rating. But guess what? Move ahead a year. They go ahead and they, they fix the body issue by adding oatmeal to it. So now this beer is not thin like it was before. The coffee flavor comes out strong, but doesn't overwhelm the beer. And the body is nice and has a good mouthfeel. Uh, I, I really liked it. So what I wrote about this is amazing coffee aroma. Coffee flavor is also very well done and enjoyable. The beer is a bit thin. Again, it's a little bit thinner than what you'd expect from an oatmeal stout, but still better than it was before. Uh, enjoying this variant better than the previous, getting more stout characteristics in this version, especially once it warms up. And that's the key. Um, once the beer warms up to a nice temperature, that that the whole beer... Uh, thickens up right the mouth feel feels more full you're getting more rich flavors out of it you're getting a lot more out of that beer once it warms up if you drink it when it's cold it's gonna, it's gonna taste watery or thin down and but once it warms up it's way much better and i gave this one a four and a quarter cap rating there you go chris that was short and sweet how about your new
0: and oily beers Well, mine are going to be short and sweet because they were definitely sweet (laughs) um, on the the beers. But I actually went and visited Corporate Ladder Brewing
1: on Friday. I saw that. I was very envious of you.
0: And it was not only uh, did I get to say hi to to, uh, Blake and get to try some of the new stuff that they had on tap. Um, I knew they had some stuff on tap that they had sold packaged that sold out rather quickly and I was really happy to be able to get some of these beers just to try them out and enjoy those beers uh, not have to like fight the online rush to buy them and you know hold on to a bottle. Yeah. Um, but the first beer that I had from them was in their dessert station series. Of course. Um, and you guys have heard me talk about those <laughs> dessert station series um, you know the the cherry amaretto cookie that he put out was probably one of my favorite beers. Um, and we had that, or I had that when we, uh, when we did the interview there in the brewery, but the first beer I had from them was the dessert station, blueberry Danish. Um, and this was with, with, with the beer goes right. Blueberry is one of those flavors that if you have the actual blueberry fruit, the flavor, it tastes nothing like, <laughs> it tastes nothing like, like that, um, like that, uh, kind of fake blueberry mm-hmm. flavor, right? Yeah. Like you would get it in like a blueberry Danish cause it's covered in sugar. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, this was, it was almost, it, it definitely had a little tartness to it because this was a Berliner, uh, or a fruited sour, um, and it definitely had a little bit of tartness to it but it was more sweet than anything and it was almost like you could almost you could definitely taste the blueberry it was very prevalent but you could also almost taste like if you had the danish with icing on it there was some vanilla flavors that came out into it as well and it was just an all around fantastic beer like i took a sit and a lot of them they're getting to the point where they're almost fruit juice yeah, <laughs> but
1: yeah.
0: they they really were it really was just a fantastic beer super easy to drink um, clocking in at about five percent, um, gave it four and a half caps for this beer, and man, it was just nice to sit down inside of a brewery and enjoy a beer. Cause yeah. fingers
1: crossed, we are opening back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the the, the bars I've have opened up here too, but we're going to be in. But our 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 numbers are being skyrocketing, so we'll be closing again. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we can we can have a discussion about that you know it sounds like we're gonna go on a very long rant that i don't really want to go on right now no no, we're good so the next beer that i had guys all these beers are going to be all from corporate ladder and this beer i wanted to put this on my list just because i wanted to say the name it's the uh the uh uh, i I said i said it just fine when i was there and i was a little buzzed it's the uh the banana can i can't (laughs) <laughs> bonoconut there we go bonoconut okay yeah.
1: nice nice
0: the bonoconut pie which was um if you take uh, the word that i just said <laughs> bonoconut there it is um and split it up you have banana and, and coconut. coconut Yeah, sounds um, great. and on their listing on untapped it says what's a bonoconut pie you ask well it's made up it's a made up pie and it features <laughs> banana cinnamon and you guessed it toasted coconut sweet um yeah and it was it was a little sweet too uh but Bonoconut pie uh was a beer that they released uh for sale on their online store gone in about an hour oh wow uh and i was like that ah, sounds pretty good but wasn't able to get any mm. didn't even think anything of it got it on tap and was Pleasantly surprised because it was very tasty, but the coconut flavor was not the fake coconut flavor. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was a very real, very fresh coconut flavor. Mm. Um, you know, not the, not what you would think of like if you ate a Mounds bar or something yeah. like that, but just very, uh, very fresh coconutty. It almost had a little bit of, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to like vegetal okay. to it. Um, not, not in a bad way, but you know, there's it tastes like the 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 nut or the droop that you're eating, right? Because coconuts are a droop. They're not a fruit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the same category as dates and figs. Um anyway, uh, but this this one was fantastic too. There I didn't really get a whole lot of banana. I got more coconut and kind of like chocolatey roastiness from uh from the stout. Uh, but I gave it four and a quarter caps. And the last one that I got from them was called their webinar and webinar was also a stout. Like I told you guys, it's about stout season. Mm-hmm. It's about time for that here in Florida. Uh, but this was a, uh, a beer that went up for sale, sold out in, a, in like an hour. And I never, I was a little nervous cause I wasn't able to get any, but when I saw what it was in it, um, I was kind of like, okay, I'm not really too upset that I didn't get a bottle of it because this is an imperial stout uh, conditioned on Madagascar and Mexican vanilla beans and cinnamon. And what I, what I found out in the last beer that I had that I drank uh, on our last show um, was that sometimes those vanilla beans can be a little too sweet. Mm. It was the uh, conversion rate that they did. Okay. Um, and it was a double... There was an imperial coffee stout, but the conversion rate was really, really heavy on the uh on the uh Madagascar and Mexican vanilla beans so this is kind of like this beer the the webinar it's kind of like conversion rate, but without the coffee
1: okay
0: okay, so still chocolatey and vanilla flavors in there uh, it was definitely a little on the sweet side. Uh, I was happy to say that I got to try it, but I'm glad I didn't buy a bottle of it, okay. Because it was just, it was way too sweet uh, to actually sit and drink even, excuse me, even like a 500 milliliter bottle. Yeah. It was still a lot.
1: Did Did you happen to talk with Blake or anyone about how they went about adding the, like what they, what alcohol they used with that uh, Madagascar vanilla bean? Maybe whatever they use as the alcohol, um, maybe that added sweetness to the, the beer. That's a good question. I didn't
0: ask him. Um, so when he was there and I got, you know, it was, it was literally, I was just sitting down grabbing a beer. Um, he was outside talking. I think he was talking to one of his, one of the, uh, one of the staff members there and they were just chit chatting. Um, I, I went out, went outside, you know, just tapped him on the elbow real quick and said, Hey, sweetheart. Uh And walked, (laughs) walked back inside. Um, but you know just wanted to say hi and by the time i was done and getting ready to leave he had left and went and played golf so.
1: oh okay well, <laughs> the life of a brewer yeah i said yeah
0: <laughs> and i was telling the guy behind the counter i was like well uh good for him <laughs> and i'd definitely go do it if i could too. yeah i guess i guess that's, golf, I guess that's I what john's to doing
1: too right he's just playing golf every day yeah <laughs> that's 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 what they do right yeah
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a Friday. So you know, <laughs> go play golf on a Friday, serve beer on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, it was really great. Again, I think the whole kind of, I took a picture of it, posted it on, on our social media, um, just trying a little bit of everything. I had another one that's called a strawberry popsicle it had their Imperial peach cobbler. Um, it, it, all his stuff is always good. Uh, I'm just, I'm glad I can actually sit inside the brewery, And drink it. Um, not have to put a stupid mask on. Yeah. Uh, and just sit down and relax and just enjoy the time in a brewery, you know, like it was, like it was 2019.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Well, excellent. Well, you know what? I'm so happy you got to go visit Corporate Ladder and get to drink some great beers because we get to chat about it. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that Blake is doing so well. I, I hope that, uh, you know maybe at the uh the beginning of next year he'll join us for another episode and talk about how corporate ladder brewing has changed since the last time he was on the on the show and how they're doing could it be interesting yeah. to see uh the growth and and what their you know how things how their their plan has uh evolved over the, that time
0: well i don't know if you remember the whole conversation like the space that he is in now uh I don't remember if we talked about that much at all, but the space that he is in now is um, it's cozy mm-hmm. in there because yeah. not only is he trying to serve a handful of people, um, but with all the packaging that they've been doing, he's got a couple of pallets of cans in his tasting room. Yeah. Um, hey man, you got to put it where you yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, but couple couple of pallets of cans. He's also got his his all of his barrel. Well, I don't know if there's all of his barrels, but. Uh, he's got a, a bunch of barrels in in his tasting room too. That when you when when we talked to him, Denny, weren't there. Okay. Um, but you know he's been barrel aging a lot of beers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a a, yeah. a rum barrel aged beer while I was there, and man, it, it's good.
1: It's so good. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know that's a common practice though, right? Because most breweries that are you know local small breweries don't have room to store that stuff back in the brewery area, right? They're doing all their work back there. So you'll, you'll walk through the Boise breweries and you'll see that most of, a a lot of the breweries have their barrels right out in the tasting room, uh, you know, bubbling away and aging uh, as they need, because that's, that's a a spot they can put them that's going to be quiet and, and they can just let it, let them go to town.
0: Mm -hmm. Which I like too. Uh, It's definitely cool to see that. It makes you kind of feel part of the whole brewing process. You get to see see what's going on with the brewery and stuff like that. So I definitely like being able to see that. Um, it just sucks that it's taking
1: up valuable chair space. <laughs> well, you know, they can just go ahead and throw a tabletop on top of it and then you are standing, you have a standing. Uh... Well, he had a couple <laughs> of
0: sections in his barrels. They were three barrels high. So, I mean, they were getting up there. Mm-hmm. You and I, we could just stand there and have a drink, but anybody else. Yeah.
1: Everyone else. Yeah. It's just for the tall guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, yeah, it was, uh, it was
0: great to be over there though. Oh, it's, uh, they're still, they're still brewing away over there. Um, obviously not enough for him to have to be in there and get to play a little golf, but Hey, that's kind of what we all hope to do. When, when, uh, work your faces off to go brew beer or train dogs or whatever it is that we all do to put our income together and maybe have some time to relax too.
1: Yeah. No, it's good for him. He needs that. He needs that uh, me time every so often. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris. Well, guess what? It is the time of the show where we have to say goodbye. But before we do that, I always want to give you a chance to raise a glass to give a toast out to somebody I like give a toast to. So who would you like to raise a glass to tonight?
0: Mm, who could we raise a glass to tonight? I had a hard time coming up with this one. Oh, um, oh.
1: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on the fly. On the fly. What
0: about you, Denny? Who
1: do you want to raise a glass to tonight? <laughs> I, I, I was gonna give you the one of the ones I was gonna raise a glass to, but hey, nah, nah, nah. I, I'll, I mean, part of our Patreon Patreon uh, support um, tiers is uh, is that at the end of the the night we go ahead and we raise a glass to one of the you know participants in uh, the Patreon, and this week is uh, I'm raising a glass to someone who wanted to give us a toast, uh, Matt Knight, Mr. Matt Knight. Uh, cheers to you, Matt. I want to raise my glass and thank you for your support and uh, cheers to you and your family. And my next uh, uh, toast I want to give out to is uh, is a, uh, another guy that's uh, probably listening right now, I hope, uh, Antonio. Uh, he's at Hypecaster. And I found Antonio by listening to Radio Is Lame. I mentioned that I was supposed to be on uh, Radio is Lame a uh, a little while ago uh, to talk about, you know, podcasting and and such. And uh, we had to postpone it because uh, the host of the show, of that podcast, uh, you know, real life got in the way and he and work uh, drug, you know, called forth and he had to postpone our recording. So we haven't recorded that episode yet, but. I'm hoping that we can because I've actually gone back and listened to every episode of Radio Is Lame. Uh, I, it's really some interesting content for content creators. Anyone that you know is creative and, and and puts out content, whether it's YouTube or you know streaming or podcasts like what what we do. If you're interested in learning about the ins and outs of of success or not being successful or whatever. Radio is lame is a great podcast to listen to and Antonio was one of the uh guests on the show that I just really enjoyed listening to. I I liked his whole take on on, uh, on life and helping other people and I like to help people too. So uh I just I just really liked it and I, and I reached out to him and told him on Twitter. I said hey I and I've actually listened to his episode twice that he was on. That's why I mean, I enjoy it so much, I listened to it twice, and I told him that, hey, I really enjoyed uh, your segment, you know, the, the episode you were on, and then, you know, he started following us, and, and and he likes craft beer, and he says, hey, I'm going to listen to your podcast, so I just want to raise my glass to you, Antonio, I hope you're enjoying the show, and, uh, you know, get back with me if you want to chat some more. Chris, any toasts come up, or you're not going to toast anyone this week?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna skip it. Okay. Let's again we're we're gonna mix things up a little bit. I have nobody that I would like to raise a glass to. You know what? Let's raise a glass to you, Denny. Okay. Cheers to you. Well, my friend. thank
1: you, Chris. I appreciate that. It must be for all my hard work on getting that website uh created and put up, right?
0: <laughs> it's funny, you read my mind. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. That uploading all the all the uh, yes. episodes up to our website and all the work that you continually do to get get tap the craft up and running and out to all of our listeners. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Okay. Also being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass. I want to thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U S military services, protecting our freedoms. Uh, Thank you for your service. And I hope you are able to return home safely to your families soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, give a, uh, a toast out to our sponsor. Sure can. At
0: the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. You can visit their online store at Brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced
1: items. All right. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at TAPTHECRAFT.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can listeners follow you?
0: So you can find me never on Twitter <laughs> at Chris underscore Mackenzie 82, or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course, interact with us on our social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram at tap the craft for those handles.
1: Excellent. All right. It is last cause time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please, please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.